guys. Jean's, Jean's coffin's in here. Let's check her out. Could be smelly. I don't think we should. I think we need to. All right, gotta be sure. Careful, careful. She's not moving. Uh, no. I've got a stick here. Give, give her a poke. poker. I'm, I'm not poking her. Oh, no. Oh, dear. I oh, think well. she might be dead. Should we stick a finger up her nose? Okay, let's try that. Okay. Do you mind? Oh. I'm perfectly well now. I'm rested. Oh, she's back. Get out of the coffin. She's annoyed. Put some damn clothes on yeah. and come to Adam's house. Okay. It's time for Staggering Stories, number 432. Dusty bin. That's 321. <laughs> no clothes enough. <laughs> <laughs> from the dead well not quite the dead but it blooming well felt close to <laughs> no. it and return of death um, you 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 this is not how the podcast goes i know i know <laughs> but the person that normally starts it has, has well that's why i'm going to do it myself it. you and don't I, go changing I, the system okay. you start it then don't want to now all right then welcome 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 to podcast 432 i'm Jean. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am... Weird. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. That's the nicest thing I've said to you all day. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is. Yes, Crumbly is, is mopping the bow of, bow of his good lady. Yep. Yes. Yep. And Steve's doing weird things in France. He's in Paris or... Gay Paris. Disneyland Paris, mm, which well, is Disneyland. probably about 20 miles away. <laughs> so it's just us. Yeah. Yes. Right, before we get on, we have an announcement. Is that time of year again? We have some Christmas cards to give away. Anyone who wants a Christmas card, email us your address. Yep. You can do that via show <laughs> at staggeringstories.net. We'll see your name, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. And we'll send you a Christmas card, each whether one... you want one or not. Yes. Each one personally no-signed by the head of poetry. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So let us know if you want one, and we'll send you one. Better sooner rather than later, particularly if you're uh, not in the UK. So here's the news. Yo. With El Presidente. Woohoo! Doctor Who news. Oh, yep. Oh. Doctor Who, colon, anniversary roundup. Oh, yeah. There's plenty. a lot going on. There is. As predicted last podcast, we did indeed get official news of the airing dates for the specials between us recording and releasing the episode. Yeah, which Yay! is what always happens. <laughs> it does. The first will be two days after the anniversary proper on Saturday the 25th of November. The second special will come a week later on Saturday the 2nd of December. And the third special a week after that on the 9th of December. Mm. We know there is a Christmas special after that. That likely on the 25th itself, but that hasn't been officially announced just yet. Actually, uh, actually yes. Ad- addendum. Yeah, already. Between <laughs> writing this today, Disney have let slip that it will be out on the 25th. Yeah. And we have and a name that, for they it actually too. have a name. We do. I can't remember what it is. So, so they can't keep a secret. No. <laughs> well, they're run by a mouse. <laughs> the episodes will broadcast on BBC One in the UK. Disney Plus will carry it in the rest of the world, though it is currently unclear if they will wait to release it at the same time as the BBC BBC broadcast or at the start of the day in question, i.e. potentially many hours before the UK. (laughs) Mm. Those three specials are already available to pre-order as a box set on DVD and Blu-ray. UK fans in particular may need to be doubly careful about spoilers while waiting for BBC One. (laughs) Meanwhile... Everyone off of Facebook! (laughs) Meanwhile, the BBC iPlayer has given us the Hooniverse. As Mm. promised, from the 1st of November, we can now watch most of Classic Who, all of New Who, Doctor Who Confidential, various spin-offs and documentaries, all via the BBC streaming service. Mm. More of a surprise was six specially filmed Tales of the TARDIS bookends that feature some classic Who characters meeting up in a memory TARDIS to give us their reminiscence of a specific classic Who story. Those lead directly into movie edits of those tales. 
with the character duos in question coming back at the end for a coda. We have the Fifth Doctor and Tegan for Earthshock, Zoe and Jamie for The Mind Robber, the Sixth Doctor and Perry for Vengeance on Varos, Joe and Clyde from the Sarah Jane Adventures for The Three Doctors, Stephen and Vicky for The Time Meddler, and the Seventh and Doctor, Seventh Doctor and Ace for The Curse of Fenric. All are played by the original actors. On the anniversary date itself, the 23rd of November, we will be getting a BBC4 broadcast of a movie edit of the second ever Doctor Who story, The Daleks. Mm-hmm. This isn't just seven 25-minute episodes edited down to 75 minutes, but it will be presented for the first time in colour and with a new musical score by Mark Ayres. Don't fear, this colourised version is not replacing the original, but will instead be a new option for this classic story. Other things of note... On the 18th of November, BBC Radio 4 Extra will air Surviving the Doctor Who and A to Z with Toby Haydoke. 19th of November, BBC Radio 4 Proper will air the documentary The Wilderness Years, presented by Matthew Sweet. And the 23rd of November, BBC One will broadcast a Doctor Who special of Bargain Hunt. <laughs> Expect yet more. Oh, well, I've got to watch the Bargain Hunt. I'm well, kind of addicted but, but to Bargain BBC Hunt. But the BBC aren't doing anything to celebrate the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to mention something mm-hmm. about the memory TARDIS. Okay. It's awesome. Well, it's bits and pieces of every TARDIS there's ever been. That mm-hmm. seemed to be, yeah. I don't recognise one of the consoles. Well, that's, okay. from, that's from the memory. It's from well, the, the... No, 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 no. You have bits of console. I, I've yeah, picked no. out the te- 11 and 10th. Yeah. Got the War Doctors in there. The War Doctors. Five I've and pick- six. I've picked out five, six and sevenths. Mm-hmm. Right. I found one and twos. Mm-hmm. And I think on the ceiling is number threes okay yeah. <laughs> but there behind is a one side of a console i don't recognize oh. well, as, as i said I, that's a console you've yet to well, see yeah that, that's what i mean Maybe. is is that a is that actually what is it 14 and 15s console well, a bit of 14 and 15 they're the same do we, are they seen in the comic i'm not looked at the uh... um I, no i don't it's going to be debuted in the comic but it hasn't got there yet. See, the comic strip they're currently running yeah. in the comic takes place directly after Power of the Doctor. It yeah. starts on the on the side of the beach. We haven't been in or had a scene inside the TARDIS yet. Okay. Mm. So they might wait until it's slightly closer. There's not much time left now. No. Well, <laughs> we have one more issue, I think, this week as recording or... This Saturday is recording. Could be. Mm. So, yeah, we shall have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Next bit of news. More Doctor News. Oh. Greatest show, non-Who sequel. As the recent problems with BBC adding an unearthly child to the iPlayer reminds us, writers of classic Who retain ownership. And several have created spin-offs, comics, semi-professional video productions and audios. Now, great show in the Galaxy writer Stephen Wyatt is getting in on the action, giving it a sequel in audio form. Ooh. Wyatt himself isn't scripting this, but has given permission, presumably received monetary consideration, <laughs> for a writer Kenton Hall to create Children of the Circus. It's a musical. <laughs> with songs by original bellboy actor Christopher Gard. It stars Gard returning as bellboy, Dee Sadler back as flower child, plus playing Ella. Ian Reddington reprises the chief clown, plus playing Delius. Returning in smaller roles are Rico Ross as the ringmaster, Jessica Martin as Mags, Chris Jury as Deadbeat, Deborah Manship as Morgana, Gian Samarco as Wizkid, Daniel Peacock as Nord, Dean Hollingsworth as a bus conductor and station announcer. Pretty much all the actors. So, still all the alive, surviving actors. Are back to some degree, yeah. <laughs> Given it's not a licensed Doctor Who spin off, they cannot use the Doctor race, but Sophie Aldred will appear as Captain Gren and Sylvester McCoy as the High Poet. Mm. <laughs> AUK Studios have the two discs set up for pre-order now for £20 plus PMP, and it'll be released exactly 35 years after the first episode went out on the only just-in-time-for-Christmas 14th of December. Wizkid's going to be like 50 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if they've aged up the characters or how far it is after well, it, the uh, original. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it fits in, because half of the characters died in the, uh, in yeah. the story. In the story, yeah. 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 Oh, Flashbacks, that, maybe. That's the wonderful know. thing about audio. It could be set... Before Anytime. the Doctor. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't matter how old they are, as long as they can make themselves sound, sound like yeah. it. Yeah. And that's another problem for the next story as well. 
Doctor Who. Mm. The Seventh Doctor gets a last day. Mm. A few years ago, Big Finish gave Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor a proper final story, explaining his otherwise bizarre regeneration. Mm -hmm. Now, Sylvester McCoy's Seventh Doctor is getting the same treatment, perhaps finally explaining why the all-knowing TARDIS dropped him off to be immediately gunned down in an alleyway. It mm. did seem... Was she in a, just a really bad mood? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Coming as a two box sets, The Last Day will feature McCoy as the Doctor, Sophie Aldred as Ace, Bonnie Langford as Mel, Lisa Barrowman as Benny, Philip Oliver as Hex, Trevor Olive as Chris Quedge. Travis Oliver. Sorry, Terence Oliver as Chris Quedge. Yasmin Bannerman as Roz. Jeffrey Beavers as the Master, Dan Starkey as the Centaurans, <laughs> and Edward Peel as Kane. Mm. Co-writer Matt Fitton said, The whole story of The Last Day is the natural progression of the Seventh Doctor's journey. He has begun to wonder, is there a way to get everything right once and for all, so I can rest and sit back? A way to be certain, I've done my job. So the last day is about him trying to reach that position. Mm. There are various bundles, but if you want the CD, then individually part one will cost £20 and part two will cost 23 mm. Part one will be released next month in December and part two in June of next year. Mm. Okay. So yeah, seem to have got all his companions back pretty much. Yeah. I, yeah. How Kane comes back, I don't know. Unless it's didn't he melt? He did. He did. So set really before dramatically. Then. <laughs> flashback. Flashback. Small bubbling liquid on the floor. If I remember rightly, it was very Indiana Jones like. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> Any more news? Yes. Go on then. Fallout! Oh. Yay. Mm. Amazon streaming series gets dated. Ooh. The creators of the Westworld TV series have been busy since that series' demise, working on a streaming series based on the Fallout games. The show depicts the aftermath of a nuclear war in an alternative history of the 1950s-esque retro-futuristic world and the people who have survived in massive vault bunkers. With nearly a dozen games to draw from, they certainly won't be lacking story or world-building inspiration. The series is presumably already in the can as it's been announced to premiere on Amazon Prime on the 12th of April. Mm. Will there be any police boxes in there? Probably not. With the amount of Easter eggs that are in various Fallout (laughs) games. Some of them, those games are quite big worlds. Not all of them, but some of them are, yeah. My little happy face on Assassin, one of the Assassin's Creed's, I think it was the one set in Egypt, yeah. where I went swimming and found a TARDIS. A stone TARDIS. <laughs> a stone TARDIS at the bottom TARDIS of the, at the, bottom yeah, of the yeah. uh, ocean. Oh, that was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so talking of them having finished recording it, we're still in strike mode yeah. in terms of the actors. Yeah. I think they are maybe edging towards a resolution. Really edging slowly. Well, Rumour mills, I've heard, it's mostly down to Dig- Disney and Netflix walking, keep on walking away from the... Uh, the, uh, the table, table. while they're all... the ones who've got least to lose because I keep getting yeah. subscriptions no matter yeah. what. Don't mm-hmm. While which is currently pissing off all the other studios, yeah, because so they have they to may... actually make content for people yeah, to they, go see they, it they, the cinema. <laughs> yeah, they may have least to lose, but they're going to be blackballed by everyone else. Yeah. Do we have any addendums? I have one, just one addendum. All right. Apparently... Uh, did the other one fall off? It did. It <laughs> bounced. It did bounce and sort of roll and fell in the, down the drain. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, co-creator of the sci-fi hit comedy Red Dwarf... Oh, yes. Ooh. Rob Grant has announced that he is currently working on a brand new... Oh, yeah. ...prequel project mm. to be called Red Dwarf Titan. Uh, As in the the moon. As in the moon. Grant made the announcement during the BFI's comedy time travel special, which took place as part of the Institute's programme destination, time travel. Mm. Exactly what the form the prequel will take 
whether it will be a novel or in some other format is currently unconfirmed. Because Lister List got Frankenstein from Titan. Yes. So, Could mm. be. Yeah, to, from Ganymede and Titan. Yes, sir, we keep it around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's all that's up at the moment. So we don't know when, we don't know what exactly it will be. Yeah, if it's live action, they'd have to recast Johnny. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. the best will in the world, I yeah. I don't think yeah. Uh, Craig Charles can play a young Lister anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I don't think any of them can play young, young anyone anymore. No, no. With the possible exception of Danny John Jones. No, even he's... Is, is um, yeah. He's turned into Wrinkle Boy. <laughs> well, he must be in his 60s at least. Yeah. Uh, one other quick addendum then. Go uh, on then. Futurama has been renewed for a further two seasons. Yes. On Hulu. I don't know where we get it on this, in this country, but... <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't seen any um, of the new stuff, but... Uh... No, 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 no. Hulu is owned by Fox, so it would be Disney. Yeah, oh, is it on Disney it's Plus? It's definitely on one of the streams. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I have to yeah. seek it out on Disney Plus. No, I do. No. If, I'm, if memory serves, Hulu was a division of Fox... Right. And yeah, as they bought Fox, they got Hulu. The Simpsons is Fox too, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Looking looking through it, they've got, oh, what's it called? Eggs? No. Butterflies. You, the, uh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Lions in tutus. The, the Star Trek t- uh, piss off that annoys me. <laughs> Star Trek piss off? Yeah. I that one. That annoys me. Star Trek colon piss, piss off, off that annoys me. A.K.A. <laughs> the Orville. Thank you, the Orville. <laughs> you see, I've tried to blot it from my memory. Wish I could fly. Way up to the skies. <laughs> Star Trek, we come in peace. Peace off! <laughs> and that's the end of the news. <laughs> you can edit that bit out, hopefully. No. the Right, we've been streaming on Netflix. Streaming, we have. (laughs) Something extremely timey-wimey. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Bodies. Pause for music. Now, despite the pariant shudder that two of our members just made at the mention of the word bodies. <laughs> this is nothing to do with sex, oh, although yeah. there is a lot of nudity in I it. Would, uh, well, a lot yes, there's, there's a reoccurring naked man. There is. Who a lot of the time wasn't very convincing, like a bit of a dummy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is a programme that's set in four different time streams, yeah. time zones. Time period, yeah. 1890, 1941, 2023 and 2053. 51, eh? I think you'll find it was 53. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to argue. Give I it am. It was 53. It was 2053. Oh. Booyah! <laughs> Suck on that! <laughs> 1890, 1941, 41, 2023, 2023 and 2053. 2053. You're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> and the body of a dead man, mostly, sometimes he wasn't, appears <laughs> at the same spot in the same alleyway, just in time for the latest detective of the time to find him. Yep. Wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey shit occurs, mm-hmm. and it's... Quite frankly, the best thing I've seen on television for a really, really long time. Okay. Yeah. Is this going to be really difficult to talk about without spoiling anything? Yeah, totally. Spoiling music, spoiling music. At first, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it because I, I, I knew nothing about yeah. it. It's literally like, we are reviewing bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bodies? It's a detective series. Yeah. I like a detective series, <laughs> but why are we reviewing a detective <laughs> series on the podcast? I mean, obviously, I started to figure out there was something yeah. timey-wimey. The first episode, I mean. quite quickly, you see the different yeah. time yeah. periods. But yeah. it did. It took me a while to work out, other than the body in the ground, what the what connection was. was. Yeah. I did have reminiscence of You Are Not Alone, <laughs> Yana. Yeah. Oh, K-Y. Oh, K-Y oh, Jelly. Yeah. the Kyle yeah. thing. No, yeah. you are la. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this, both from the point of view of I like detective stories... And it is basically a detective story in many, many ways. Some time periods more than others. More than others, yeah. 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 But I also found the whole, particularly with the very, very end and the last scene, of 
free will and well, yes, fate, fate, and, fate and free will, free will, will yeah. predetermination. Yeah. Defoe is going about, yes. This, yeah. this, is, this is the thing. All the way through, I was loving this. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see anything with Stephen Graham in that I haven't loved. The guy <laughs> is not a, a huge name, yeah. but he's, he's a recognized such a good actor. He, yeah, he's the headline name on this thing. Definitely. I've heard but, the name, but I don't think I've seen anything with him in. Oh, watch. You'll, you'll, he, hate, you'll hate it. Watch This Is England. He plays okay. a, a neo-Nazi thug in that, and he's just—it's <laughs> just so good. He's, no, the, ar- he's the architect of <laughs> "You Are Not Alone," isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen him. He's one of those people. I've seen his face in a lot of stuff. Couldn't tell you his name. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, as it's going on, I'm thinking I'm loving this. This is absolutely brilliant. Oh, look, we're back in 1941. Oh, now we're in the future. Yeah. And as we got close to the end, I'm thinking they're not there. Are they going to be able to land this? Because yeah. I'm really disappointed. It's going to ruin the whole thing for me but they even got the end right yeah i honestly thought they were going to miss the landing but they didn't in my opinion they got the end absolutely right what with the cab ride not just not just the cab ride the whole the way it was the whole thing was wound up Mm. well that's the thing it (laughs) isn't is it oh i I love the fact that we don't agree (laughs) because on in the cab you've not only got the detective from the 2023 and 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 she's in a cab going home Mm -hmm. having everything solved everything's resolved the world hasn't been destroyed it's all good this dystopian future hasn't come up the guy hasn't gone back in time to start up this business called <laughs> Know You Are Loved, which is Kyle, etc., etc. And everything's sorted. Her son isn't going to die. And the person that's driving her cab is the detective from the future. 2053, <laughs> yeah. Who then turns around to her and says, hello, as they go past the building that on the side of it is illuminated with K-Y-A-L. Maplewood, her name is. The woman and, with the weirdest haircut in the like, world. Yeah, yeah, hang on a minute. A weird haircut's the future. we've not destroyed the world, so... Why this, is that happening? Why is that happening? I know. And how has she come from the future to speak to you because there's no need? Yeah, and it's, it's like, brilliant. It, <laughs> and it, it, it rounds up the story that they've set you. It sets and, you up a sequel, basically. And if it yeah. never goes anywhere, that's resolved. But then you've got this whole bit of, okay. Something's not right. Yeah, mm. it, it was absolutely perfect. Now Adam's going to tell us <laughs> why he disagrees. I think it was great up to the point where they changed history. As it was a, a stable bootstrap paradox, it yeah. worked fine. Yeah. yeah. But then you shouldn't be able to change that, in my view. If that always happened, that always happened. It doesn't change. So Some you have things people... aren't fixed points in time. <laughs> so you, you have then this guerrilla fighters, these uh-huh. resistance fighters in the future who apparently can change time, although they're only able to change time because time is already like that. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing should always have happened as well. Mm. Why does their theory of time travel change halfway through? Yeah. But if you if you notice, the time machine yeah the throat the deep throat throat. (laughs) yes it's didn't do the same thing whenever every whoever went through no the other um, didn't get duplicated as far as we know yeah Yeah. the penis man he got duplicated (laughs) and was chucked everywhere but when times yeah but when maplewood went through she didn't split no and and neither did neither did manix manix yeah yeah. Yeah. i I pointed that that we know of yeah exactly because when maplewood the 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 first guy who turns who goes through who ends up naked everywhere when he goes through will you stop dangling put it away (laughs) when he goes through the reason he's he's basically dead is because he's been shot 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 in the eye Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take long to work out who shoots him. But he, when his body arrives at its final destination, it's been split into four different time zones, well, which we've done. Well, it's been, because it could be some in the future yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, it's, been duplicate, it's been duplicated. It's been. We have only seen it duplicated, duplicated four times. But on his arm is a bar count. Yeah, the two H's. Now, when Maplewood goes back in time. She has the bar count as well. Yeah, where does yeah. that come from? Now, I'm wondering if that is the number of past versions of you. Well, no, I don't know if it is, because the first the time one. you see that, when they all carve in the wall, Hillinghead carved it, because mm. it wasn't there before. Hillinghead so he, being the guy from uh, the, 1890. The, yeah, the um, I wonder inspector. if he carved it because it was on the body. I don't know, or because Hillinghead, the two mm. H's. All right, all right, calm down. <laughs> we won't go to you. The, yeah, the first time we saw it was when he carved it in the wall. Yeah. So, yeah, why? It was in the throat. 
Yeah, something you about... saw the image of it on yeah. the throat. It's yeah, something but about Hilling time head traveling. wouldn't have done. Hilling head, H H. That's what I just said. Yeah, because yeah, the detective from 2053, when she goes back to 1890, yeah. she's got that same yeah. thing, which yeah. Hilling head saw in the uh, the prison. Yeah, so something mocks it's something, and it's like when the TARDIS gives you Artron energy. Yeah, I don't know if Elias had that. I can't remember seeing it on him. We didn't see it on him, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't have it. Wasn't his mother an evil cow? Hmm. Or his adopted mother? His adopted mother. I was <laughs> feeling all sorry for her at first. Yes. We thought, we thought he'd, yeah. he'd, taken up, he'd taken advantage of this old lady who was grieving horrifically because her son had died. So we, we thought Mannix was taking advantage of her grief. Yes. Mannix Turn- is, is, the, is our main protagonist. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it turns out she's a freaking psycho. And yeah, once she's yeah. realised, hang about, you know, there's something going on here. Yeah, you're my boy. Welcome back. I'll change all the paintings to look like you. And she's, a, yeah, she's an absolute nutbag. At, at first it seemed like she wasn't sure, but then it quickly became clear that she did know he wasn't. She, really. Oh, yeah. She, she knew through him she could gain power. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's a nutbag. She could get back the family wealth because this is the he he's fulfilling a self-fulfilled prophecy yeah, yeah he's in a so time loop he he's yeah. in a time he's the the older person or the point at which he jumps back in time he knows he's going to do that because of things that are put in play that he mm. basically the death is cult his, is created yeah. he, he's and his own great great grandfather yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's left notes to future people so they yeah. do the right thing at the right time and there's a song clever. about that yeah <laughs> but he literally begats begats himself Begat. yeah I don't know if that's physically possible the chance of getting the same DNA in the great grandchild is pretty he, remote but he okay. know, he, he, well it's not the chance of getting the great DNA he knows it's going to happen because know, it happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, this is, uh, yeah. Which is I, where I we down the time jump I'm, thing changing halfway yeah, through. I'm adhering with Adam on this part. I loved it. It gripped me for every single episode. <laughs> yeah. They didn't just didn't quite stick the landing for it. If they left think they it, stuck it. And well, they left London good. blowing up and yeah. things happening the it, same way, then that yeah. would have been It's that a case of you had, you had well, a, a self-fulfilling bootstrap paradox yeah. and then it suddenly flipped to the many worlds theory yeah yeah they, which they should they should have chosen one or the other but how do you know that's not what happens yeah. that's this is as i said it's all timey-wimey we don't know see from my from, from my perspective i kind of thought that the second they they stopped him blowing up the world mm-hmm. london yeah a london mother he he physically disappeared the boy disappeared yeah. yes and yeah. all Literally of manix's so, they so at that point they're stopping him doing that. It couldn't have happened because yeah, because he's not. That's <laughs> but not, the reason sense. that they were still there and still had memory of it is this whole stuff that happens sometimes with the TARDIS. Because you are actually in the centre of it and the protagonist, mm-hmm. you see both realities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to that speak. can work for Doctor Who, but if you're trying to do a proper yeah. serious they time travel paradox, it, it doesn't. It they they should have left the kid, uh, younger Maddox, alone, but as a temple orphan. That would have been the many worlds theory. That would yeah, have worked. Maybe, yes, I don't. Know. It's the but, it's the, it's the for me. It's the fact that he vanished, but they still had. Yeah, if other he vanished, people. their memories should have vanished yeah, too. Yeah, there's nothing special about yeah. human memory. Is it? So if you if you if it had stayed there, he could have been a temple orphan. His particular timeline is now shut off. We're in an alternate timeline, yeah. which yeah. obviously may be still the case because of what happens in the very last scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I do wonder if I don't know if they get a sequel, yeah. but if they do my theory is that we will still encounter injured or dying defoes yeah. two or three more times Pop in the up. future of 2053 and he may even with future tech start just transferring his brain into younger bodies and turn <laughs> up well, it's, it's not even necessary that defoe may the defoe thing may have, have been <laughs> run its course but no. <laughs> but something still happens that affects Hassan and Maplewood, Maplewood mm. and obviously Defoe. Now, it could be that they've now triggered other events that still bring about the same mm. Kyle effect. Yeah. Because Defoe's thing is that there is no such thing as free will. That These <laughs> things will happen. They will but find the, a way. As I said, the, the actual episode, the film showed that Defoe was wrong. There is such thing as yeah, free will. Yeah, you could change. You could change. Well, it was up to that point, everything was happening yeah. as it would happen. Uh, it, it was uh, dearing more to everything happens as it happens for, um, what was his name? 
They Maddox. Are Maddox. Maddox. Maddox, because no. he keeps yeah, on going. But it's, they bumped it slightly, but just enough to throw it onto a yeah, new course. It's quite a clever the way that that small little thing yeah. in the uh, the prison yeah. with uh, the 1890 and the yeah, 2053 yeah. is just that little conversation was enough to completely change history. And I yeah. like that idea. Mm. Yeah. I don't so think it fits with the time travel they're already doing. I, I, do, <laughs> I do love the reaction, the wife. The Polly. Polly, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have a rant. Go on, have your rant. Polly, oh, she, I really liked her at the beginning. She's the young daughter of Hillinghead. Yeah. She's a pianist, an accomplished pianist, which is quite something for a woman in the 1890s. Yeah, a very young woman too. So. Yeah. And then she falls for Mannix's bullshit <laughs> and turns into an evil. And when she killed that little girl in the, um, the during, in, during the Blitz. Yeah. You punched me. Oh, God, I was so cross. I you punched me. Because I worked out who she was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just, again, it's an example of free will yeah. and fate. She had everything going for her. She'd had a really good upbringing. And yet she became that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, the series is billed as a limited run or limited mm. Uh, series based on a comic book based on and i don't know how many versions of the graphic novel how many issues i don't know i tried series i think only the one i I tried to buy it on comicsology but i couldn't find it on there i know why Why? well the it's part of dc's vertigo print vertigo they shut that down oh did they yeah Yeah, so that you can't you can't get vertigo print anymore anymore they re-released it as they knew this was coming up this tv series they re-released the graphic novel Mm -hmm. that sold out oh right within 24 hours yeah i tried to buy that physical copy it's one or two months yeah you you cannot get it for love nor money dc has we won't mention this but dc slightly cocked up there a little bit yeah apparently so (laughs) yeah i was gonna read it before to see how it's different but i can get out of it yeah you you cannot get it now for love nor money the actual comic strip has been like i said deleted and then they did a, a limited run mm-hmm. special edition graphic novel that literally went within 24 hours. Wow, yeah. My first thought when I when I heard the concept, my first thought is, okay, this is going to be turn out to be a simulation. Different time zones have yeah. been uh, simulated to see how the people, the detectives of that time would deal with the same crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then when it turned out, no, it's probably a time travel. Okay, it's going to be a predestination <laughs> time travel thing, which, which it was. but To a certain uh, extent, but yeah. I enjoyed it and it gripped me mm. for every single episode. Episode, you know, mm. it was a case of what, can we watch? Can we fit another one in tonight? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Hilling, Hillinghead annoyed me because oh, really? he he wasn't a man of courage for most of it. No. Until until the end, he wasn't he's very the first courageous. I mean, I know homosexuality was illegal then, yeah, and you could go yes. to prison. Yeah, but Jesus, man, have some balls and i know his his marriage was one of convenience even though his wife and and him they clearly loved each other other. yeah Yeah. but he just seemed to have no courage he never stood up for what he believed in until his daughter was threatened yeah Mm. and that's when he stepped up but yeah. he bothered me all the way through. Well, I did like the fact that the uh, police station was the same. Oh, it's the same station mm, yeah. until the last one, I think. And the yeah. pub's the same pub. Blown, yeah. Blown to bits. Whiteman. We've got to talk about Whiteman. Oh, yes. He I was do, my yeah. favourite of the lot because yeah. you weren't Explain sure. 40, Explain Whiteman. 41. Whiteman, 1941. Um, his name's really Weissman. He's uh, Jewish, 1941. And mm-hmm. he's uh, an inspector or a detective. And at the beginning, he keeps getting... Oh, yeah, he's very much... He's a bit uh, of a wide boy, as they say back then. He keeps getting phone calls from a woman telling him what to do, telling him things to do, and you're thinking, oh, were you dodgy, mate? And he turns out to be the most honourable of the lot. When it comes down to certain things, there there is a line he will not cross. He's ordered to kill a little girl who saw him loading penis man's body into the boot (laughs) of his car to to take it away. we don't actually see his penis. <laughs> actually, do. We do. Actually, no, yes, we do. do. Yes, 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 in the autopsy. And he kidnaps this little girl, Esther. Esther. Yeah, who's awesome. And he's basically taken her out into the countryside. Little, little urchin. Chloroform. Digs a, a grave. Puts her in the hole. 
and then you just see him fire the gun. Of course, he hasn't killed her. He's taken her home and fed her toast, and he's <laughs> trying to protect her and get her. He got her a ticket to Inverness, Inverness to get her out of there, and then bitch face Polly <laughs> steps in during an air raid, and ooh, oh, that, that, yeah, that's the made poison it, chocolate. That's made him a little cross. I was a little cross as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny enough, going off on a tangent. Real Keith's mum was uh, a mass murderer who poisoned children. <laughs> she was. <laughs> this was only in her later years, though. Yeah. In her Remember earlier... the Rainbow Bridge and the two by four. I know she's, she's going to clout Sorry. me anyway. In her earlier years, she was born in Brixton and lived in London during the Blitz, and she was one of the kiddies that would go down to the underground to shelter from the bombs. Yeah. Yeah. And she always hated it when people said that... The Blitz it was spirit. The Blitz spirit, mm. everyone Bog off, getting together, together. Because she remembers people arguing over spaces, yeah. people fighting, sure, people yeah. stealing. People are people. Yeah. In Blitz, times of crisis, some of us are arseholes, yeah. Yeah. and some of us are magnificent. Some of the Blitz spirit people. is a bit rose-coloured glasses. Oh, very much so. like, a lot of COVID will be rose-coloured glasses in times yeah. to come. But again, on Keith's mum, I mean, she may have been What's this little that? this little urchin in the underground, but later on she was chasing after American GI, shouting, <laughs> have you got, got any gum, gum chum? chum. <laughs> oh, not not the character that we're talking about, Keith. Anyway, <laughs> anyway back to the story. Um, this was generally well-received. Sorry, Marion. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 65 out of 100% on... It's very well made. Eh? Oh, yeah, that the, looks of, great. Yeah. Uh, different times, they each had their own different being, way of being shot. Yeah. So they were distinct it's as different, well. Yeah, and one that, the, the, the future car, wasn't that brilliant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, Renault, wasn't it? Yeah, electric Renault. Yeah. Although, I think it was in 2021, there was an electric car as well, and they dubbed over engine noise. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, would we recommend this to people? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to know what you thought of it. We'd love to know what you think of the end of it. Before yeah. you say, I have to say, though, it does come with a caveat. As Keith says, you do sit there and go, yeah, okay, next one. One more. Yeah, okay. One more. Yeah. I've got to be yeah. up for work in an hour. It can be a bit addictive. It is eight episodes and they're all about an hour long. Yeah. yeah. It's quite yeah. a long old thing. So write to us and tell us what you thought of Bodies on Netflix mm. via show at staggeringstories.net. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's me. I get to speak. We have been listening to some auditorial f- warblings. <laughs> okay. As in the latest... Big Finish Doctor Who release, celebrating the 60th anniversary. It is Doctor Who, Once and Future, Time Lord Immemorial. Pause for music. So this is part six of the Once and Future. The penultimate's not counting the coda, which is coming next year, which I'm not quite sure what day that is. <laughs> Big Finish celebration of the Who, who 60th years. Yes. Who's it featuring? Which doctor do we have? Eccle Cakes. Eccleson. And David Warner. And David Warner. It's the, the last uh, thing unbound. David Warner ever did, I think. Certainly for Big Finish, I think, in general, I think, yeah. Yeah, certainly towards the end there. Yeah, unfortunately. We also have Livchenka. Yeah. And Lumiat. 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 The Lumiat. Yes, we'll we'll come back to that. It's like the Valiard, but uh, the Masters version. Yeah, yeah. And how can I put it? They, They are all pulled to the Time Lord Immemorial, which seems to be this temple or vault or thing that is outside time and space yeah. where um sand is happening <laughs> yeah so the, the sands t- of time. time have taken on their own corporal form and he's asking for help because something has been taken from them which probably has been used to degenerate the doctor yeah whoever's built the, the weapon. degeneration weapon has stolen some of the sands of time 
and that's destabilizing it. And all the universes, all the realities are collapsing in. And all going to crash in together. Because a little bit of sand's been taken. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's not physically possible to steal the sand because the sand both exists and doesn't exist at the same point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't think too hard about it. <laughs> this whole... one is a very timey wife well, well, story. This, this is, don't mean to be derogatory, but it was very cartoon strip. I would have expected. Oh, yeah, okay, I would yeah. have expected this to be in the monthly or even the weekly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's very. The premise of it is very cartoon stripped. Yes, yeah, so basically, you have those characters with the uh, tunnels in memorial played by Robert Powell, no less. Oh, yeah, I knew I recognised the voice. Mm. Yeah, there's some as ever some Time Lord prophecy or yeah. which has become legend and, and fairy as ever, tale. It revolves around the Doctor. Yes, <laughs> and the one who runs. And yeah. the master. Yes. With the most sparkly TARDIS in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, the master isn't the master in this, nor is the master Missy. No, no the master's no, no, the it's, Lumiat. It's a, the Lumiat is to the master as the Valyard is to the Doctor. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Except whereas the, the, the Valyard is ultra evil, the Lumiat is, is, good. is Bonnie Langford <laughs> yeah. in fluffy bunny form. Although I, I did find towards the end when degeneration is happening... When she says, no, I don't want to be you again. I yeah. found that ever so sad. Mm. Yeah. I did find, I don't know what time period for the Ninth Doctor this is, but it was quite acerbic at points yes. with it. It, mm. it was very much the sharper mm. character rather than the more mellow. I mean, I know, I know Eccleston only did the one series, but at the beginning it was quite a brisk, but he mellowed out a little bit with Rose. And I just felt, especially like with Round the Lumia, it's yeah. like he didn't give her a cat and else chance. Yeah, I think it's like, I th- you're bad, you're evil, you're bad, you're bad, you're evil. I think he was only sort of sharp with her because we were saying he, um, he was his bouncy, excited about everything self through most mm, of this. Mm. It's just well, he didn't like not knowing who she was. The, the impression I'm being given with all of this, the, the Doctor is actually from the time period of the War Doctor. So it, that is the battle situation or the uh, situation he finds himself in. It's just that we have multiple Doctors and personalities bouncing off of that yeah mm. so it could be from any time in Eccleston's yeah. period it could be during the Rose period it doesn't yeah. matter it's yeah. just the personality body has been taken yeah and not, Liv not the knowledge. seems to be from well before the stranded she doesn't know who oh. Helen is yeah I think she knew Helen, but didn't know Tanya. No, yeah. she said, "Who? who's Helen and Tanya? Yeah. yeah sure, I, think, I thought yeah. at the end she said, no, yeah. Doctor and Helen that come is, pick, That, that pick I think, is an error on their part. Because oh, okay. to begin with, she do, she doesn't know how, who Helen or Tanya is. At the end and of it, she, she recognises the Doctor and Helen. Yeah. So, yeah. It could be the fact that she's been taken out of time. I think so it's probably good, that. But I think it's actually a script error on yeah. their part. Okay. <laughs> Whereas the old grumpy doctor is with uh, Benny. Definitely with Benny, yeah. Some of you old, you won't believe what's happened. Come here! (laughs) (laughs) He did sound a fair bit different, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I dressed the elephant in the room. He does sound a lot different, a lot croakier, Um, a different pitch. Yeah, Mm. almost at first... It's, I didn't recognise Yeah, him I didn't recognise him at all either. Uh, but there were times you had... It's almost like... Um, Snatches. Like when you watch an impressionist who does lots of impressions, you get to hear their voice underneath the impression. Yeah. yeah. I could hear his voice underneath yeah. the voice he had now. Yeah. See, this is it. I put a face to the actor immediately, but because I haven't heard any of his big finishes, mm. yeah. I don't know how he played yeah. the Doctor. I just had in my head he's he's one of the alternative doctors no, he, that's been flying he, around, but I, no. I didn't know who or which so to, to explain it, he played it as he usually plays oh, yes. it. Yeah, yeah. It was just that the voice would seem to be pitched quite a few degrees lower yeah. than his natural yeah, yeah. talking voice. Yeah. I found this, I found some of the concepts interesting with this, like the tons of sound being sentient or rest of it. <laughs> but to to quote Lid, so what you're saying is we've gone through all of this to get back to the beginning of where we started. <laughs> yeah. It, it really That's was sort of this series in general, unfortunately, yeah, there's it, some future. It really was kind of like, well, yeah, they could have told you this in five minutes and we, we wouldn't have had a story. It, yeah, where's the fun in that? Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's just one of those ones where you're sort of thinking, mm, okay. It's, was it the journey that mattered? 
They yeah. had to do I suppose, it. yes. As ever with any Doctor Who story, you end up at the end, generally, less than a generation or something, yeah. where you began. <laughs> yeah, Nothing yeah. has changed yeah. for the characters for the most I, part. I did love the soundscape for this. Mm. I the sound of the sand. Oh yeah, I love mm. his voice. Yeah. The, the the clocks and the tickings and the breaking hourglasses. And as for the the voices of the sandmen themselves, the voices were amazing. Yeah, yeah. that was Robert Powell again, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it He's quite yeah. versatile? They, 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 they treated it in some way. Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> like, well, you had a you had some parts where uh, the, I can't remember the name. The Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> yes, Illuminat. Sorry, thank you. The Illuminat. Lumiat and Liv being absorbed, and you could hear their natural voice slowly beginning to break up and go mm. go sandy. Yeah. When I looked at the front cover, it looked like those creatures from, um, what's that episode with the Sandmen, the Capaldi one? Oh, Sleep? Sleep. Sleep No More, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was them, but it wasn't, fortunately. <laughs> the inspiration, the Sandmen, mm. I will shove them in there. Possibly. How can I put this? The complaint I have yeah. is... I love the character itself. I just don't necessarily like the idea behind the Illuminat. The Illuminat, okay. Yeah, just just because the Doctor has a, had a evil version. Yeah, we have to have every Time Lord now having an evil version. Or, when you had an or a good had, version. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. Because it's happened to one, it's got to happen to them all. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah. In the TV show, we it was given the impression that it was a special case. Yeah. Somehow, the Valyard was temporarily manipulated. Yeah. I like the, what they did and how the character was. Mm. I just don't like the idea of the character. Yeah, it doesn't really serve much purpose. Originally, uh, she was created as a foil to Missy, I believe. Yeah. And which, she, which you can see that working quite well. She's a very Missy-based. I didn't necessarily like the idea when she was with Missy. Okay. I thought, oh, yeah, so where's the original thought? Yeah. We've just happened to one, we'll do it for the... When, like I said, with the Valyard, it was a special case. Yeah, it, it just a, becomes the Doctor, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Lumia, it, but. And it is a bit kind of like goes into the cartoon trope. For every hero, there must yeah. be an anti-hero. Well... No, <laughs> yeah, you you don't have at work. There's the bully, and then there's the hero that comes in and defeat. Yeah. No, you just have a bully, and you have HR who can't be bothered. It's, <laughs> well, it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's not necessarily yeah. that you have to have the yeah. anti-hero I, I, for the I hero. She, I think she's uh, superfluous, but that is no disrespect to the actress and the character. It's just the reason for it. Yes, I yeah. I did find, and it could be the device I was listening to it on. Some of the dialogue towards the end where everything was kicking off with all the sand glasses busting. Some of the dialogue got lost in the special Mm. effects and I actually found it quite hard to... That might have been, like you said, what you were listening on because we listened on your phone and I had no problem. Yeah, it wasn't too bad for me. In fact, actually, they were saying in the special features at the end, they try very hard to make sure it's intelligible to people (laughs) who are listening in the car or down in the sewers or whatever. (laughs) See, (laughs) see, I I was listening on my phone through the stereo system on the M25. But no, I I quite enjoyed this one, you know. There were a bit times when the doctor's dense, yeah. The person who runs, <laughs> yeah. The per- it was it was a um, come here. The person who it was runs. a rose transmitter moment. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the London Eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's once and future colon time immemorial. Time Lord immemorial. Ah, yes. time Lord immemorial. Yes. Tell us what you thought of it via show at staggering stories dot net so the next one is the last one that last that, one this year anyway yeah that should tell us everything <laughs> yeah i think it, it's got to mcgann who i think is meant to be the the incumbent doctor at this point yeah so we'll see right we got some feedback thank you feedback shush you got feedback from Catherine, the dragon maker (laughs) well we were coming to you all right all right (laughs) one two three hello head of pertwee he's getting an attitude in his old age hi terence hi Uh, dave zilla the mighty hello brown amy pond that, that'd be Nebula and Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, we've got Plushy Nebula up there. Oh, she has made it down. Plushy Nebula. Ah, oh, well, hello, Plushy Nebula. She made it down from the bedroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Catherine says hello, Staggerers. Hello, hello, hello. Terence. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, Davizilla the Mighty. 
I do hope everyone is feeling better at this point and that Fate Crumbly is home and recovered. Things are quiet here at Shea Dragon for the most part. The shift from Renfest to home went mostly smoothly <laughs> and the great unpackening is largely done. <laughs> With both sewing machines in for routine maintenance, I have been forced to take a little time off and relax. Can't say I'm doing a good job of it. <laughs> in the meantime, I probably should have watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes as I'm certain <laughs> no. my brother has a copy, although I never did ask him, but I didn't. I do have fond memories of the theme song, which I recorded off of Dr. Dementia as a teenager (laughs) I have seen Seeds of Death but it was a while ago back when I was going through as many of the still existing Troutons as I was able to watch on Britbox Mm. it's a fun story but I found the oh we've given up on space travel theme to be rather prescient Mm. and disappointing that's the human race for you I guess (laughs) that's all for me this time around be well my friends and on Catherine the Dragon Maker thank you Thank you. I think, I think we're finally reversing that. We've given up on space. We are starting to get back into it. And we've just given up on the planet. <laughs> well, yeah. no, it's definitely that. Do we have any more feedback? We do have a bit of audio feedback. I Ooh. thought I heard something clunk into the inbox. Who's it from? It's from Mr. M and fake Mr. M, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. Hello, chaps. The M's. M and M. Hello, Staggering Stories people. It's Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. And that is the 11th attempt that we've made to start (laughs) recording some feedback to you. We haven't sent anything to you for, I think, a year or so. I sent in some predictions at Ah, the end of last year, but we haven't done any of this audio feedback together for a while. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So should we just start going through things? Lay on us. Yeah, I guess so. seen a lot of marvel stuff different films and tv series so i'm just gonna name them and you're gonna give some kind of audible reaction <laughs> okay so okay. the ant-man film mm. what did you think about that yeah, that was good fun yeah that was good fun <laughs> loads of people said that it was really bad and i was expecting it to be really bad but it was it was really good fun and i really enjoyed it Probably slightly more than I would have done if I hadn't had a couple of months of people saying it was really, really bad. Because we didn't, we didn't <laughs> yeah. watch that as soon as we watched that a couple of months ago. Guardians of the Galaxy, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It, it did need like a sad animal stuff warning there because it made me feel sad. And I was not prepared for that. A lot of people but weren't. I, I mean, I love puppets. Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the characters. I love yeah. those films. And yeah, definitely the best trilogy of well not solo films because they're a team but you get what i mean solo series within the marvel universe definitely the strongest one we've also had secret invasion didn't bother with that which you didn't seem to be that enthused by Mm, no not really i think i just didn't have the background knowledge required to get excited by it <laughs> i don't think there was a lot to be excited about with it it just nothing really it just happened sort of, it? yeah it just sort of yeah. went on and then it was over <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and we've watched the first two episodes of the new series of loki and that's really fun mm. that's really good yet. definitely the strongest of the disney plus shows i think mm. yeah and that's actually been it even for the last 11 months, that has been it. Wow. Unless I'm missing something. I don't think there have been any other shows, have there? Oh, we watched oh. She-Hulk. Yeah, but that but was... that came out last year, before, but yeah. we hadn't watched that. That was okay. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that, that more than I thought yeah, I would. I yeah, I just... The only sort of bad feeling I had... I, I, I didn't feel like it was an essential watch. You know, even each episode, I couldn't remember if we'd watched an episode... <laughs> Like, say we were going to watch episode seven, and I'd read the description of, did we watch episode six? It says we watched episode six. I don't remember episode <laughs> six. And then I, look, I would look a kind of bit sweet and go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that, but not, not a lot happened in it. But it was fine. I like the character. So yeah, char- yeah. Tatiana, whatever, I can't remember what her name is. She's well, a good actress. So, yeah, that was good. Mm. Really looking forward to the new Captain Marvel film. We need to work out when we're going to go and see that. And I saw the trailer for Echo the other day, and that looks really fun as well. Not so that's Echo. the Marvel side of stuff. Mm. We haven't watched any new episodes of Doctor Who because there hasn't been a new episode <laughs> for no. over a year now. Yeah, but I'm really, 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 really excited yeah. for three specials that are coming up. I probably mentioned something about those episodes 
every single day to you. <laughs> Probably <laughs> is. Um, but just all the stuff around it, I've been enjoying the paraphernalia. Um, I liked the, the concert and the David Tennant documentary the other night. We watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Yeah, um, so the build-up's been good. I don't know if the episodes will be as good as I am hoping they will be, mm. but I feel like <laughs> even if they're mediocre, I'll just enjoy it more than anything else. Yeah. Are you excited? I wouldn't call it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Dreading? I guess it will be fun. Yeah, and you you like Donna. Yeah, yeah, she's good. So found the anniversary ones. It looks really fun. good from like mm. any trailers and pictures that I've seen. It looks like it will be good. It looks different to what Doctor Who has looked or felt like for the last few years. Maybe it looks a bit too... I'm, I'm worried about it just being the same as it was when Rusty Davis was in charge before. And it doesn't look like that. It looks like it is taking the show in a new, different direction to where it's been before. And that's that's always exciting. They're going back to season um, one, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but that's, mm. that's kind of all there is to say about Doctor Who at the moment. We've also been watching... Babylon 5. I don't remember where we were the last time we spoke about Babylon 5. I think we were somewhere in the second series, like maybe mid and maybe even just uh, still early second series, but now we are halfway through the fourth series. Oh, wow. We haven't really watched much for the last two or three months because we've been a bit busy doing other things, but mm-hmm. it's been really, really, really good. <laughs> and those last, yeah. I think those first few episodes of series four have definitely been my favourite of the whole run so far. Yeah, um, season four. Yeah, what do you have to say about that? I don't quite remember where the series break was because I remember thinking mm. it was an odd place. The series break was Zahadoom. I was going to say Kazadoom, but that's not <laughs> Zahadoom. That was the series break. But yeah, things really did just flow directly. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the, the whole resolution of that whole war story should have been attached to series three instead of being the start of series four because it doesn't feel like the start it felt more like an ending i think you can't really say that though until we've seen the whole of the fourth series i mean i don't know but i think it's it's more about where the characters are and their journeys each series if you think about no i i see i don't know where that point's going so i'll just ignore that but but um, i think like the characters their own personal stories are that's changing true. a lot from where they were at the end of series three to where they are at the start of series four, Still especially with it. Garibaldi. I don't know exactly where that's going or what he's doing. I mean, mm. obviously he's being controlled in some way, mm-hmm. presumably by cycle, but why are they, why would he therefore be distancing himself and removing himself from the inner circle of Babylon no five? Mm-hmm. Surely that like, it would be much more advantageous for cycle if they had someone right at the top so i wasn't expecting that i don't know where that's going where that's heading but that story for him that all started yeah, with the beginning be. of series four whereas at the end of series three the characters are in a very different place yeah that makes sense if you see it from a more character driven point of view which is often more how i see things than you. um yeah and i normally yeah. i'm a very plot driven person so. but anyway we're rambling on this <laughs> on this point for, for quite a while but it's it's really good one of the best American science fiction shows that we've watched. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Really enjoying it. Yeah. That's something else we watched recently. Was we finished watching the prequel series of Star Wars films and we watched the third one a couple of weeks ago. And I would say it was one of the worst films yeah. I've ever seen. Wow. Not because there was anything really bad about it. One? Not because <laughs> there was anything really awful or I just thought was a terrible writing or really bad storytelling or really bad decisions. I just didn't see the point of it. <laughs> it was about two and a half hours of what you already knew was going to happen well, yeah. because <laughs> it's a prequel. the original series had told you that or things that you knew were going to happen because they'd been so clearly set up from the first two films. And not only that, but you then had Anakin having flash forwards and having sort of prophetic dreams of what was going to happen later in the film. So <laughs> every, it was just so boring. I knew what was going to happen the whole time, and I just sat there going, none of this is interesting or entertaining. I, I don't know how common it was at that time when they started doing the prequel series to do prequels and stuff like that. And I also rare. don't know how easy it was to get access to the original films if you didn't have them already. 
So I was thinking, it seemed like a sort of new thing that they would aim at children whose parents had enjoyed the original films, but not necessarily watch them with their children. So as a standalone thing, if you had not actually seen the original films, it might have been fun for kids. But I think that's what it was more. If you have seen the original films, it's all a bit like, yeah, and what else is happening? (laughs) That's a very, very good point. Context. Tragic. Can't avoid his destiny. Everyone. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't disagree with what you're saying, but I think everyone... At that point, when, especially when the last, you know, when the prequel films were already coming out, maybe this wouldn't have been true for the first one, but Star Wars was so big pretty much the whole time, but I presume got bigger around the time of the prequel series. Everyone would have known where the, that story was going and what was going to happen. It was big before the prequel Well, the series. thing is that <laughs> I was a child at the time that these films came out, and I cannot remember anyone talking about it or watching yeah, them same but That's then true. then maybe it's because i just avoided everything that boys would talk about so <laughs> maybe to me it just well, shut my ears once it came up or but com- comparing how much of a buzz and a fuss there was around the sequel films when they came out it doesn't seem comparable at all maybe again maybe it's just an age thing i was i think probably. it's probably slightly <laughs> too young for the for the age group I'm just we're just making we're just making them feel really old now. <laughs> I think you're already making old. me feel old a bit as well. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's a really good point. Probably to add more context, I'd not and you hadn't seen Star Wars until we started watching the films about two years ago. I just I just sort of completely missed that boat. Really, I enjoyed the original trilogy. Not really a fan of the prequel trilogy, but that's kind that's kind of the common feeling. So I'm hoping that I'll really like the stuff that happens later i'll enjoy the sequel films like some of the disney plus series but i don't feel like i'm enjoying it as much as i should do i feel like all the elements are things that i should like but i just can't really ever get into it and maybe it's just because i i didn't have that enjoyment of it as a child and maybe i'm never gonna quite love it as much as some people seem to I think it's just, it's a bit of that thing that I would normally enjoy, but I normally enjoy sort of the mystery side of things where you don't know what's going on. And especially with like prequel stuff, I like to find out more details about what happened to all these characters in the past. And it didn't really give that detail. It just sort of told the story, but not really with anything new. I guess it is a limitation of film over television, but I do feel, and this might be mildly controversial, I don't feel like there's a lot of depth to the story <laughs> or to the universe of Star Wars. It's very, it is very simplistic, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah. that as we move more into the stuff from recent years, it will, <laughs> there will be more of that complication and more, more stuff yeah. to intrigue and kind of sink your teeth into. Do you have to bear in mind, obviously, we're watching these films over a much closer period of time as well. So, as you were saying um, about knowing what's going to happen in the in the later films, we also, any of those mysteries that are there, I guess, will just be much more obvious. And also, you know, elements of the story, they're just part of the culture. Yeah. Anyway, we've been talking for nearly 15 minutes, so we should probably <laughs> stop. Otherwise, we're going to be like half the podcast. Yeah. Um, but... We definitely need to send more feedback in more regularly. We need to do Absolutely. predictions yep. at the end of the year. I want us to try and do predictions together rather than okay. just doing them. Yeah, so, yeah. maybe we, sh- we should do that, but not take 11 attempts to start, start the recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so how many attempts until make? next time, I'm going to say bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, um, people certainly would have had had it on VHS by 1999. Yeah. Because 97 is when the special editions came out. Yeah. And that was all over the place. So there was some anticipation for they, certainly they, episode one. They deliberately stoked the uh, fires because you, you had the rumour that certain films were popular simply because of the trailer. Yeah. A, people went in to watch the episode one trailer and then left before the actual film started. Yeah. Which says a lot about the quality of the films in uh, 1999. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in general, that was a bit of a disappointment to episode one for a lot of people, so that, that did dampen mm, things yeah. a bit. But, but I think the it, end was good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think <laughs> it, it, if you're... Uh, 
If you're looking for a mystery type film, Star Wars is probably not the place no. to look. No. No. It's no. much more action adventure. Yeah. Don't... Simplistic. Yeah. yeah. Fairy tale stuff. Yeah. All nine of them. It's... Goodies versus baddies. Yeah. Yeah. It also, also, most people were captured by Star Wars when they were in eight, seven. Yeah. It's when the first film came yeah. out. So. I, was, I, was, I was seven. Four, yeah, that... three or four when it came. Like, yeah. so that is, that is the target audience. Yeah. And unfortunately, we get older, but the films don't get older with us. A more complicated, more plot-driven, yeah. more switchbacks and turns and loops. So, yeah. Certainly, some of the prequels did end up being 12s, I think, didn't they? <laughs> 12 A's, rather than just PG. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's it. That is it. Lead us out. Fake Keith. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. But fear not, next time there'll be more of the same, more fun, frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that, I for immemorial, idiotic imp, itching for an interesting, infamously irksome, infantile igloo, comes idling towards us. This is me, Fake Keith, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Real stupidity beats artificial intelligence every time. (laughs) Well said, that man. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series not one number 432 featuring Abden Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Ridder and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers of the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Hello. How about... Sound of a coffin lid. <laughs> Sorry, what does a coffin lid sound like again? Decent coffin lid. And uh, poker. Go on, give her. <laughs> she... yeah. <laughs> Can our coffin lid sound a little bit more convincing than that, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do the coffin. <coughs> I'll have a quick look while you pee. Oh, that was so cool. Klingons adopting cats to uh, because cats hunt tribbles. Yes. Okay. So they they adopt cats and you have, the, this is Mr. Chonks. He is a mighty warrior. And it's a whole list of things that they will do. Like how one Klingon definitely lost an eye to a feral cat. <laughs>